Inside the Game, brought to you by Raider Media. So the waiting is almost over. The 2019 World Schools Festival almost upon us. Ten teams from South Africa taking on ten sides from the rest of the world over at Paul Rus in Stellenbosch. A beautiful school on a beautiful ground in a beautiful town. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really get much better playing the beautiful game. I know other people will say that there's a different sport with that title, but uh, rugby men through and through and ladies know what the real beautiful game is. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it enjoyed its inaugural tournament back in 2018. This time around, it's bigger and better. On the line now, Stefan Jordan, head of sport over at Paul Roos. Stefan, you must be one very excited man. Yes, Derek. No, we, we're very excited. Um, having the World School Festival in, in Stellenbosch and at Torres, especially, it's, it's something we look forward to and we can't wait for it to start. Um, I think there's a big excitement in town and I know the players for sure, they, they're excited. Yeah, so we're looking forward very much to the tournament. Talk us through preparations for the event and not just from a team perspective, but also logistically as well. I mean, how's it gone down? Uh, you've got the boys training their hearts out uh, in anticipation for what promises to be a massive event. Then you've, of course, got um, the school itself putting on the infrastructure to host a, a, such a tournament. Yes, there you go. We, we've been working hard. We want, want the um, facilities to look great when all the when the teams from all over the world and South Africa arrive here. And um, you know, I'm at the grounds at the moment, and you can see there's some hard maintenance work being, being done at the moment. And you know, we we want to put up a, a nice festival and make sure people have a good experience when they when they come to Makota, the sports grounds, and to the school itself. Okay, so I mentioned there's 20 teams in total, and that means uh, that there will be 20 matches taking place over the course of four days. Uh, The first match taking place on the 26th of March, which is a Tuesday, then on the 27th, then again on the 29th and the 30th. So it uh, all wraps up on the Saturday. Uh, So we've got that one rest day, which is on the 28th. So just looking at the fixtures so far, I'll mention all 10 teams from either side. Match day one, uh, the very first clash, you've got Glenn, up against John McGlashan. Then you've got Western Province Invitational up against the World Select 15. Sachs up against Zambezi Steelers. Monument take on Hartbury College. That's from England. And Paul and Jim uh, face Africa Pacific Dragons. That's made up of a host of teams from New Zealand. And that wraps up at match day one. Match day two, uh, the rest of the signs that didn't take part, uh, they'll get their first taste of the tournament. Afis facing the Italian All-Stars. That match at 10.30. 12.30 sees Boiland Lanbo uh, host Napier Boys High. They return for their second stint uh, in the festival there from New Zealand. Hilton College up against a USA Schools 15. Gray College up against Christchurch Boys High. They are the fourth and final New Zealand team uh, to take to the field. Uh, no, actually the third and uh, third team to take to the field because the fourth one will uh, take on you guys, Paul Russ. Uh, Southland Boys High up against the home side in the final match of match day two. That match kicks off at 430 Wow, uh, geez, a, a great game to, to get your tournament underway with, uh, Stefan. Yeah, I know, for sure. I mean, I've been at Paul Rose for, for 12 years, and I can't remember that we've ever played against a side from New Zealand. Um, and now we're playing two of them. So, yeah, we're very excited about it. Um, and, and to play um, overseas opposition, and, and especially a team from New, Ze- team from New Zealand. 
Yeah, the final match of match day two, as mentioned, will be against Southland Boys High. And then the final match of the competition, we'll see you guys take on Napier Boys High. That's uh, also at 4.30 on the Saturday, the 30th of March. They return. Uh, they were there last year. They looked very impressive. Didn't manage to get a win, but uh, they did run a, a few teams close. So, yeah, once again, up against New Zealand opposition and once again, uh, a tough match. Yeah, for sure, Derek. I mean, it, it will be very interesting to see um, how our boys do against the, the, the New Zealand teams, um, and especially the Southland and Napier. I mean, it, it's very tough opposition, and um, but that's that's the purpose of it, the tournament as well. And we want the boys to be tested, and I'm sure for 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 the players themselves, I um, I'm sure they look I can't wait for the opportunity to to face some um, boys from New Zealand. They've been watching the All Blacks and Springboks. Since they were young, and now they get the opportunity to play against players from from New Zealand. So I think it's very exciting, and I, I think the whole school is excited about it, and their parents and, and the whole town. And of course, you guys are, are playing in the festival for the very first time. You hosts yeah. and debutants. Tell us a bit more about the first fifteen. What can we expect to see out in the field? Yeah, we've got a few players left from last year um, that. Um, that are still playing this year, they're still at school this year, and um, I think we've got a, a team that is all around balanced. Um, with a strong back of forth and back sets can also can play, and I think we we some variety in our play. Yeah, and I think we're very excited. It's very early days for us. So we haven't played a lot, um, so this will this will be a big test for them on 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 the twenty seventh of March when they face Southland to see actually where we are now and our. our, our our team is and what we've done so far in the preseason and, and the stage of the season. Yeah, unfortunately, this podcast is only about an hour long. We can't stretch it to four hours. If so, I'd ask you to name uh, the former Springboks from Paul Riss. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I can name you the most recent one because the list is quite long. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's do it. Let, let's get some more recent names that folks will be familiar with. Okay, no, I mean, the most recent one is Damien Billimser. Um, he was in, in Paul Rose in 2016. Um, very special player. I mean, I was, I was fortunate enough to, to coach him when he was under 14. When he arrived at Paul Rose. Um, and in his final year at Paul Rose, so he was uh, my team twice. So I'm actually very privileged to have coached him. Then we've got Stephen Kutsoff, Scott Bricks, John Ray Greer, um, Francois Ochart. Um, I think a few more. <laughs> I mean, there's Kubis um, Sasaki, Justin Swart. I mean, the list, I think, uh, I mean, there are 53 of them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a long list. I think people should come to Makota and they can have a look at the honors boards and see all the names themselves. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, towards the end of last year, I was in Stellenbosch and you and I went out for dinner and we were chatting about schoolboy rugby and I said, you know, in the history of your coaching career, um, who's the most talented schoolboy you've ever seen? And you said, without a doubt, it was Damien Willemser. And you said at one stage, I think it was his final match against Bishops at Bishops, where school kids were actually lining up to get his autograph and uh, photos taken with him. Yeah, that was it was it was a very special day. Um, I mean, he was we play, we were playing away at Bishops in the last match, and um, before we went off to um, SA schools, and as we walked out the change room to run onto the field, the Bishops boys were I think I assumed they were grade eight. Um, were standing with their phones taking pictures of of Damien as he ran out onto the field. Um, they, we had three players that were playing their final match that day, and we went the the, the three of them actually went 
ahead of the rest of the team. Of course, it was the last time that they could play for the school. And it was a very special day to see Bishop's boys um, taking photos of Damien. Um, um, yeah, so Damien's been, I think, I've seen a lot of schoolboys. Um, I remember Damien at, on a 14 level. He was, a, he was an excellent player. And I mean, he's a hard worker. Um, even that with... Um, he can play a physical game as well. He wasn't ever scared to tackle. And I mean, the, the players were in the gym. He was the last to leave. And that's just the way he, he was at school. And he was, he, was a, he was a very special player. And I'm sure he'll get very far one day. Yeah, that actually sparked a massive response on social media. Because yeah. after chatting <laughs> I to you, that, yeah. I, I put it out on Twitter and I said, geez, you know, chatting to Stefan Yodan from Paul Russ, I asked him who's the most talented schoolboy he's ever seen or coached. And he said it was Damien Willemser. And that sparked, I don't know, uh, replies in the hundreds uh, from former players, yeah. uh, current players, Springboks, non-Springboks. Everyone had their say saying uh, who, who they thought uh, was the best. And, and I mean, you don't really want to single anyone out as we approach this this fantastic event. But uh, yeah. any future possible Damien Willemses that, that we could see tank to the field for Paul Roos? I mean, are, are there some players that really, really do stand out that uh, fans and uh, uh, spectators must keep, keep an eye out for? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't want to single out players. I mean, but there were a few players that played last year really that we excited about. I mean, Kate Bolita was in the team last year, the rival fullback, you know, and part-time fullback. Um, then we've got the prop, Robbie Rogers, who's still there, Jared Kearns. We've got quite a few players that I think um, it's played very well in, in the grade 11 year. Um, and the reason the trick now is playing their final year at school. Yeah, I think some of them will get far with their rugby, and they are all art workers, and and they're very dedicated players. So um, I'm sure I'm sure they'll do well one day. And of course, an event of this magnitude could not be possible without sponsors. Uh, I just want to run through them quicker. A big thank you. The elite sponsors being Aramax, uh, Aramex and Puma. Then we've got the official sponsors, Parmalat, Toyota, KFM. And then suppliers, Gilbert, Stormforce, Stormforce Encode Pro and Deep Heat. Uh, and I can imagine, Stefan, you've had a lot of dealings with them so far and uh, can be extremely grateful for what they've managed to provide uh, given the magnitude of this event. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, tournaments like this, it's not possible with um, the help of sponsors um, and, and to, to put up a, a wonderful experience for, for spectators and players and coaches from all over the, all over the globe to, to come to Stellenbosch. I know the Stellenbosch community, the municipality, they're all very excited about this tournament and um, and I'm sure that the weather will be great. I think the people from all over the world, can they can enjoy rugby, they can enjoy wine farms, a beautiful town with lovely mountains and everything. So um, I'm sure it will be a wonderful experience and, and thanks to sponsors for making this possible. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you mentioned being able to go check out the wine farms, etc. So we've got that, <laughs> that, that rest day, which uh, is on the 28th. It's a Wednesday, uh, a Thursday rather. Uh, and that's yeah. great because it will give uh, fans and tourists uh, who have come down for this event a chance to go and explore the beautiful area. I know a lot of the teams will be going out. They, they did so last year. They went to go look at the, the likes of Robin Island, uh, went down to Cape Town, etc. Um, and, and that sh- certainly will be the case this time around. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's so much to do in this in this region. I mean, Stellenbosch is very close to Cape Town with Saddle Mountain, Robben Island. Um, so there, there's, there's so many things to do. Um, and I think the off day will be very special to, to the teams. And um, I really hope they go and explore it and they enjoy Stellenbosch and Western Cape hospitality.
Oh, and that brilliant food as well. You and I had an amazing steak over in Stellenbosch <laughs> a, a couple of months ago, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, and finally, as far as tickets are concerned, starting from as little as 40 Rand, they're available at CompuTicket, uh, and they go up to 200 Rand for the entire festival. Uh, and I really can't urge uh, listeners enough to go and snap them up ASAP. I remember last year's event, it was standing room only uh, towards the end. And uh, yeah, they were snapped up very, very quickly. And uh, they're going for an absolute steal. So it's the best of schoolboy rugby, uh, possibly on the planet, I mean, you could say. And uh, yeah, we, we can't sing the praises of schoolboy rugby enough. And uh, the tickets are available for them to, to go and grab ASAP. Yeah, I'm sure, Derek. Yeah, the tickets are available. And um, I'm sure there's all, there'll be, all be big hype when they want the tournament started. And I mean, there's already a lot going on in Salambosh about it. And um, yeah, no, it's very exciting. And we have to see a lot of people coming in to watch I and mean, we I said to John Phelps from Canada the other day we're right next to the all 44 which is a busy road and hopefully people will see what's going on and just pop in and pop in and watch some rugby yeah, big, big thank you to John Phelps from Carrionat. Uh, they put this event together for the second year. The first one was a, a roaring success, and uh, the second one promises to be bigger, better, louder, uh, and, and more tightly contested. Uh, we simply can't wait. Uh, I'm currently in Joburg, but I'll definitely be making the flight over in a couple of days' time. Stefan, I can't wait to catch up with you over in Stellenbosch, and I can't see four days of fantastic schoolboy rugby. Yes, uh, it will be good to see you, and I'm sure we... we can't wait for the tournament to start and watch some very good schoolboy rugby. Just uh, going over those dates once again, uh, the 26th of March uh, is the very first match. Glenwood got up against John McClashen, and that's at 10.30. In fact, uh, every single first match of each match day starts at 10.30, and then it goes right up until the 30th of March with the final match of the entire festival, seeing the home side, Paul Roos, take on Napier Boys High, from New Zealand, that match kicking off at 4.30. We cannot, cannot wait. Um, I'm going to get into a couple of interviews now from uh, current former players, coaches, the works uh, from uh, a selection of, of the schools taking part. It's, it's going to be an amazing time. And, uh, yeah, we simply can't wait. Cheers, Stefan. Enjoy the rest of the preparations. We'll catch you over in Stellenbosch. Making a return to the World Schools Festival for 2019 is another massive name in South African schoolboy rugby, and not just in rugby, but across the board, in all facets of sport. Uh, you're just looking through their old boys, the likes of A.B. de Villiers, Farida Priya, Pierre Spies, to name but a few. And uh, I am, of course, talking about Afrikaans Science uh, Hurskwell, uh, also well, collectively known as AFIS. And uh, yeah, they're making a return to the festival this time around. On the line, I've got Yako Koch from uh, AFIS. Yako, excited uh, to make a return to uh, the Winelands for what has been an exceptional tournament. Yes, very much so. I'm really looking forward to the, to the games that's going to follow in the World School Festival 2019. Um, it's really a privilege to be part of the spectacle and um, it's a nice way to broaden horizons and to, to play um, overseas schools. Yeah, tell us about your efforts in 2018. I, I know you suffered a loss first up, but uh, what did you make of the tournament as a whole and, and the teams that you played against? As a whole, I think it's a great, great initiative, something that um, that you really want to support. Um, like I said, giving, giving us the opportunity to play against um, overseas teams. I really thought the Hotbury College, the, the one game that we lost, um, 
Also er was ein klasse Outfit, als war alles auf den New Zealand, New Zealand um, Teams. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been hearing the, the loss a lot, um, saying that we are with the only South African team that, that lost in the tournament. Um, but we're looking forward to a, to a much better and improved 2019 um, tournament. Okay, so 2019, uh, first up, uh, you're on the field on the 27th of March. That is the the Wednesday, and uh, you're up against the Italian All-Stars. Then uh, you've got a couple of days break before you take on Christchurch Boys High School, which uh, promises to be an extremely hard-fought affair. Yes, for sure. Listen, um, we know the New Zealand teams are, are great rugby. They've got a, a great rugby culture, and they will... Most certainly, they have intensity. They would, would be will be coached uh, in, in a great way. So we're looking forward to the opportunity to play against them and to measure ourselves against them. And uh, yeah, just as a whole, I know you mentioned the fact that that you really enjoyed 2018. What do you expect from 2019 to come? Uh, bigger, better schools from overseas, and just on a whole. Uh, obviously, we're going to be at Paul Russ's time, a hotbed of rugby, also the biggest uh, Springbok factory in history. Uh, yeah, the, the venue doesn't come much better, of course. Uh, although you could argue that Uffies would be a nice one too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're excited for for things to come. Yes, for sure. I, I think more of the same. Um, Paul were uh, really a great venue, and, and for us, our team seems to travel down to the Wineland, like you said, is, is always a great opportunity, not only for rugby, but just to, 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 to make friends, new friends, and to, and to, and to, and to visit, to visit teams like Paul Rose or schools like Paul Rose and Paul Boys I with last year. Um, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we've got a lot of good relationships with those teams as well. And the venue, like you said, is you can't really get much better than that. We we are looking to host it in twenty twenty um, in, in, in the future. So uh, yeah, might be better then, like you said. But uh, for Ruth, most certainly one of the the best schools in South Africa, and we're looking forward to 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 go to them. And, and finally, Yaka, just tell us a bit about uh, the first team this year. What can we expect to see from Afis? Yeah, we've been played play, uh, working out from October now um, last year, and we played against Arthur Milberg and Diamantsov, and really starting to build momentum. I believe he's got a good balanced team, um, a pack of fours that's, that's really gonna that's really gonna gonna make them count, um, and a, and a young backline that's looking to to um, evolve the game and, and learn learn a lot during the year. So we are really really pleased with the way things are at the moment and like I said building building momentum for the for the rest of the season Jaco thanks so much uh, travel safely and can't wait to see you at Paul Russ thank you very much Derek. appreciate it and thank you for the opportunity Now, one of the most impressive schools at the 2018 World Schools Festival was Hartbury College, coming from England. They uh, went up against uh, powerhouses from South Africa, Uffie's first up, and then Grey College. And uh, they shocked many by defeating Uffie's. They went down to Grey College, but they did suffer a red card pretty early in the game. On the line, I've got the head coach, Wayne Thompson. Uh, Wayne, excited for 2019? Um, yeah, we certainly are. Certainly, the college and the players coming out um, haven't experienced what we did last year. Um, I think the players certainly know what they're in for um, in terms of returning to the festival in South Africa. 
There's no question that when you come to South Africa as a, a rugby team, you, you're fully aware that it's going to be a, a pretty tough assignment. You, you've had plenty of experience yourself being in South Africa, but uh, from the, the, the boys' point of view in 2018 when they got down, um, I mean, they, without a doubt, a, a very, very successful school over in the UK. Was it a bit of a shock to the system when they got to experience uh, the playing styles of the South Africans or, or were they, they fully prepared? No, I think it was. I think um, the main thing was a different sort of style of, of rugby over there. It was very physical. Um, all the boys you played against were, were sort, of, sort of big, very fit as well. Um, and I think probably the two contrasting styles of play, I think we played a bit more structure potentially over in the UK. Um, I think for, for our boys, it was interesting for them to problem solve on the pitch in terms of trying to negate what the South African sides were throwing at us. Tell us a bit more about Hartbury College. A bit more about Hartbury. Um, so I've been head coach of the under-18 side for the past five years. But, um, over the past 10 years, um, the under-18s have won nine of the, the 10 titles at college rugby. Um, I think we had nine internationals in our side last year. We've got six this year. Um, unfortunately, they won't be travelling with us um, on tour because they've got the Six Nations tournament. Um, but we've got a strong squad coming over as, as for last year and I think it gives a lot of opportunity for players um, in and around that squad um, for next year to, to get involved and push on. Of course, plenty of former international players uh, will have schools represented over at the World Schools Fest. And, and Hartbury is no different. Uh, you've got a, a couple of internationals uh, all that have gone on to, to play a full test rugby. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so um, Ross Moriarty was part of this team who's been capped by the Lions and, and Wales playing number eight as it stands um, we've got Johnny May who was at the college um, who's, who's currently playing England wise a couple of Italian internationals Seb Negri um, and Jake Pledry who come through the college as well um, this year as well we've got the uh, likes of Harry Fry um, who's playing for England under 18 he was at the festival last year um, as part of that team uh, Steve Varney, uh, number nine, that came to the festival last year. He's just um, been selected for Italy, under 18. So a number of the players that played last year in their first year at the World Schools Festival are now, unfortunately, not travelling with us, but they, they're picking up international honours um, under 18 level. OK, now tell us about your opposition coming up for the World Schools Fest. Uh, first up, uh, you go up on the 26th of March and you face Monument, who, who you got to get a look at uh, last year because they were also part of the tournament. Yeah, I think the, the thing that struck us about Monument was probably the sheer size of them. Um, that playing group, I think, compared to most sides out there, they, they were big boys. Um, so that's going to be a big test for physically, I think. Um, in that sense um, obviously it'd be interesting to see squads change year on year so again we'd, um, we'll have no preconception coming into that game um, but certainly um, it's a big test a big first test and I think we're looking forward to it as a playing group OK and then you'll have a rest there on the 27th of March then you're back in action on the 29th which is a Friday and there you go up against Paul Gymnasium yeah, I was, I was very impressed by Paul Jim last year. I think they played the Argentinian representative side who, who were a very good outfit. Um, so, we're under no illusions there. Um, the task up ahead of us was, was, was Paul Jim as well. So, 
two tough fixtures, but I think that's what we expect coming coming to the festival um, off the back of last year. Um, so hopefully we'll we'll do ourselves justice again. And uh, finally, Wayne, I mean, you've been involved in schoolboy rugby for many, many years. Uh, you're an ex-rugby player yourself. What did you make of uh, the 2018 World Schools Festival? It is an event that can only go from strength to strength? I think so. I think that's the big thing. It's obviously the inaugural festival last year. Um, it's a great advert for rugby. I think certainly had the top um, playing schools around the world and in South Africa there. So I think it can only get better. Um, we're really looking forward to coming this year and it's something that we certainly try to keep involved in um, if invited and if the tournament keeps going from strength to strength. Lovely. Wayne, travel safely and we look forward to seeing you at Paul Russ. Brilliant. I'll look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. So we've spoken about Hartbury College and what they bring over to the World Schools Festival, one of the most eagerly awaited sides to take part. Of course, they were victorious in their first year, well, in the very first year of the tournament, beating Uffy. So a bit of a shock to locals, but I think if you'd chatted to anyone uh, who knows how Hartbury play and uh, their background, uh, it wouldn't come as much of a surprise to them, including one Sebastian Negri, who... uh, is no stranger to South Africa, born in Zimbabwe, schooled a bit in South Africa, and also schooled over at Hartbury. Uh, Sebastian, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, since those days, uh, you've gone on to to represent Italy at full international level. You must look back at your Hartbury days uh, with much fondness. Um, Yes, no, absolutely. Um, You know, when I look back at Hartbury, it was, uh, you know, the perfect decision for me after leaving South Africa. and yeah, you know, I use really used Hartbury as a as a stepping stone to to furthering my career. And uh, you know, at the time, and as I look back on things now, I think it was the the best decision I I ever made. And um, you know, I'm very grateful to to all the opportunities Hartbury uh, you know created for me. So, I mean, I, I briefly touched on your background, but uh, I think multicultural doesn't even begin to, to explain. Just give us a bit of background in terms of your, your upbringing and, uh, and where you went through from school up until where you are now. Yeah, so um, I was born in Zimbabwe, um, you know, and uh, I went to junior school there at Springvale House Junior School. Um, and then, you know, sadly, the situation in Zim. With uh, with my family losing all our farms, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Um, we moved across to South Africa to Kuzinla South, um, where I attended uh, Clifton Prep School um, in the Midlands, and um, you know I, I finished finished junior school there, and and then um, you know I was very fortunate enough to to get a sports scholarship to Hilton College, um, where I joined actually my brothers, uh, and you know I schooled there and matriculated in, in 2012 and. You know that was also a great place to to uh, to further my education and obviously uh, to play rugby at a at a really good level and um, you know I couldn't have asked for for um, for a better school and a better place to play and you know I've got such great memories of Kuzum Natal and then afterwards um, got a contract to to play at Western Province for the Under 19 Curry Cup uh, went on Cape Town and then afterwards uh, went went across the UK so I've, I've done my fair share of of travelling I guess but. You know, no regrets, and um, you know I've been very, very fortunate. And just uh, underline the the Hartbury link with Gloucester. Um, yeah, so so after I finished uh, my under nineteen Curry Cup, um, you know, an opportunity arose where 
you know, where Hartree uh, came calling and, um, you know, they, they offered a, a wonderful sort of package, including, you know, furthering my studies and, uh, and, um, and playing my rugby. So, you know, that was a great opportunity for me. And, and when they offered me a scholarship, it was a, it was a no brainer. It's obviously, it's obviously come and play in the UK and, and, you know, the link with, with Gloucester and, and, you know, not just, not just the, the Aviva Premiership, but, but, um, but clubs throughout Europe. Um, you know, Hartbury's a, a great place to further your rugby. Um, you know, some of the, some of the names that have come through, you know, Johnny May, uh, just, you know, just the, the name that comes to the top of my head, who's, who's playing for England now, you know, teammates of mine, Jake Paledri, who's come through Hartbury, um, another teammate of mine, uh, Callum Braley, who's also gone through Hartbury. So there's a real handful, Ross Moriarty at Wales, you know, the, the, the list and names go on. So, you know, it's a great, great place and great stepping stone, uh, you know, for, for boys to, to, uh, to study and, and to, to further their, further their rugby. Certainly is the case, and uh, you're a massive bloke, uh, strapping it at around six foot four, six foot five. Um, you can equally at home in the second row or in the back row. Uh, what position do, do you prefer most? Uh, and you can't do a cop out and say wherever the coach will play you. <laughs> I wish I was actually at twelve, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but no, you, you know um, I enjoy playing in the back row, obviously. I have played my fair share in the second row. Um, you know, when I was at Hilton College, I played in the second row, and um, most of the time, at, actually, at, at Western Province was in the second row. But you know, in the last few years, I've I've sort of adjusted in, into the back row, and you know, most of my rugby now is is uh, solely in the back row, which I enjoy. You know, especially as a ball carrying back rower, that's where I want to be. So, um, no, I thoroughly enjoy that role. It's amazing. I spoke to a friend of mine a couple of hours back, a man who you'll definitely know of, uh, Bobby Skinstad, and he followed a very similar route to yours in that he was born in Zimbabwe and then schooled over at Hilton. Uh, and now he actually he lives in England. But um, uh, it's uncanny how yeah. similar the two of yours accents is. <laughs> no, 100%. You know, uh, and, and, you know, Bob's, Bob's a, pl- uh, a person and a player that, you know, I grew up watching, and uh, and you know, to this day, still a role model of mine. So, you know, um, yeah, a great, a great bloke uh, on and off the field, for sure. So, the World Schools Festival, I mentioned it up front, how, how well Hartbury did yeah. in the very first year. Um, will you be following it keenly? And also, Hilton are taking part as well. So, uh, split allegiance from your side as to who you'd want to, to emerge victorious. <laughs> Were they to take each other on, that won't be the case. But uh, at least you won't have to split allegiance with regard to those two teams. But um, yeah, rooting yeah. for both sides equally, I suppose. Yes, no, hundred percent, and you know I think it's a it's a great festival to 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 watch. Um, you know some of the best schools uh, in South Africa, and obviously Hartbury attending. Um, you know it's it's, it's very attractive, and um, you know for sure I'll be keenly uh, keenly watching and 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 keeping a close eye on on Hilton and obviously on Hartbury too. So um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, be engaged in, in in watching and following the the tournament. And finally, Sebastian, just regards to your own uh, personal progression uh, as far as your career is concerned. I mean, yeah, you, you very much cemented your position in the Italian setup. Uh, 15 caps for you, 13 as a starter. Uh, you must be loving life uh, as an international rugby player. Yeah, I know. Listen, for sure, I think it's you know been a serial sort of last 18, 
18 months for myself. And, um, you know, I'm very grateful and blessed to, to have the opportunity to to represent my country. And, um, you know, long may it continue. I know, that, you know, there's some exciting times ahead, but I just keep my feet on the ground, really, and um, take each game as it comes. You know, we've got a big game against France this weekend um, in the Six Nations, and hopefully we can finish uh, the campaign on a high. Um, but yeah, listen, it's been it's been a surreal and a dream come true for me. So hopefully it, it continues. And um, yeah, like you say, I'm just enjoying my rugby at the moment and uh, long may it continue. Did you catch up with Johnny May at all when you guys faced England, uh, given the fact that uh, you both come from Hartbury? Yes, 100%. Um, you know, I caught up with him. Uh, Ellis Genge, who's another Hartbury, another Hartbury boy who, who, who started on the loose head. Um, and obviously one of my teammates, Jake Belledry, who came off the bench for Italy, uh, another Hartbury guy who's come, come through Hartbury. So, you know, there, there's a handful of us that are involved in the Six Nations. And obviously when you play against each other, it's uh, it's great. And uh, you have a little catch-up and a beer after the game and, and talk about, you know, different memories we've each had, I guess. Lovely stuff. Sebastian Negri, thanks so much for chatting to us. Best of luck for the Italian clash and best of luck for your international future. May it go from strength to strength. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. So given the fact that Seb used to play for Hilton, it's only fair that we move over to the Midlands to catch up with uh, this historic school. Um, I've got on the line now former Sharks, Luce Ford, who is um, the coach of Hilton, uh, Brad McLeod Henderson. Brad, great to have you on the line. I-, I wonder if you know the answer to this question quickly. Since readmission... Only two schools have produced more than one Springbok captain. Do you know who they are? Um, I would say Hilton College. I know we're definitely the one. But yes. the other one, I would probably go with, I'm thinking, I'll go Gray or Paul Rook. No, um, neither. Neither? Neither. Okay. Um I I don't want to admit defeat, but uh, <laughs> if I if, if, if I say am I in the ballpark or not? No, no, you're still not. Um, but it not. it is Paul Jim. Paul Jim, yeah. Oh, okay. Paul, Paul Jim oh, has produced two in the form of Jean de Villiers and Skulkberger, and okay. then, and Hilton has produced two in the form of. Yeah, Bobby Skinstead and Gary Tashman, huh? Eh? 100% correct. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, let's uh, talk matters schoolboy rugby. Uh, you excited for the second ever World Schools Fest? Yeah, I'm very excited. Eh? I mean, we had a great time there last, last year. Uh, we've had two great games, and we're looking forward to getting back to the Western Cape. Eh? Uh, I mean, you, you've got a vast amount of experience when it comes to rug- rugby across the board, uh, from a schoolboy level to a senior level as both a player and a coach. What did you make of the 2018 tournament? Uh, certainly one of a kind um, with regards to the teams and from where they are in the world. Uh, did, did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Eh? I mean, I think it was an extremely well-organized festival and it was very well-supported. Um, I mean, I think if, if anyone was to have a look at it, the only maybe slight blemish on the whole tournament was was maybe in some ways a, a reflection on how strong South African schoolboy rugby is, um, and that uh, you know a lot of international schools sort of struggled a little bit, you know. Um, but I believe this year that's that's been rectified, and uh, there are going to be some real, real tough challenges out there. That we uh, we've actually got the, the USA school uh, team and then the Italian All Stars, so we're looking forward to those two games. 
Yeah, I was going to ask about those two fixtures. Um, yeah, so just looking at the dates that you guys are playing, you're playing on the 27th of March, which is the Wednesday. It's the, the third match of the day. As you said, you, you're going to be taking on the USA Schools 15. And then uh, on the final day, that's the Saturday, uh, the second game of the day, the Italian All-Stars. Uh, what do you make your opposition? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we, we, we played the American side last year, and they have had some massive, massive players. Uh, but we had a pretty pretty large side last year, and... Uh, they're probably, I'd say, six or seven boys who are over 100 kgs in their side. Um, so I, I think the, the, the Americans uh, will certainly have a, have a bit, of, bit of size on, on, on their side, so we'll be interested to, to see how we deal with that. And then, then the Italians, they, they always play with a lot of passion and uh, a, a bit of flair. And I think some rugby's growing with their involvement in the Six Nations and all that, so they'll be another tough game. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting down there. Talk us uh, through your your uh, first fifteen. Um, what can we expect from the guys this time round? Uh, how many continuing from last year's event, or, or is it a whole new side? Yeah, we we pretty much got a, got a whole new side. We got two guys who, who played big roles last last year. Um, our actually captain Mark Armstrong. Uh, he played six last year, and eighth man for us this year. Um, and then uh, our vice captain, Dakarul Romans, he was our fly off last year, and he's fly off again for us this year. So they are captain and vice captain. Um, they got a, uh, quite a few uh, loyal soldiers around them. Uh, we've got a couple of grade 11 boys who are pretty excited. You know, uh, Latif Canelo just got back from the SA um, under 18, uh, seven aside festival in, in, in Goodcook that the uh, SA under 18 managed to win. Um, he's still at the 17, so he, he was in that side. So he's back in our, in our team for, for this weekend. He'll be down there in tour. So he's definitely one to look out for in the number 13 jersey. Um, another of a great 11, Tabitha Lamini. He's had a great start to the season in the 15 jersey. Um, with, uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of guys there to keep an eye on. So uh, we, we look forward to it. Now, we mentioned uh, the likes of Gary Teichman and Bob Skinstad, but tell us a bit more about the history of rugby when it comes to Hilton. I mean, it's not just those two. You've, you've got a long line of uh, pedigree when it comes to producing uh, national inter- and international talent. Yeah, I mean, what is quite interesting, a Derek called uh, Gary Teichman's nephew will be playing scrum off for our first time. Oh. So, um, yeah, Michael Teichman, he'll, he'll probably be in the number nine jersey. Um, so, obviously, you know, the Teichman... Uh, clan tradition continues with the, with, with the Hilton first fight. Um, so he, he'll probably be our nine. But yeah, I mean, Hilton's got a, a very proud rugby history. It goes back over sort of 140 40 odd years. Uh, we're one of the first schools in, in, the, in the country to play rugby. Um, and there's uh, essentially the Sharks got their black and white colours from Hilton. And apparently in the early days of rugby, they didn't have jerseys that actually the tell when they were called in those days played their first game they actually got their colours from Hilton they needed to borrow some jerseys and Hilton was one of the few sides that were playing rugby um, I think it was one of the first headmasters actually came out from rugby school and that's really where the, where, where the tradition started uh, we're not a very big school and we're sort of 550 boys um, we're very fortunate to have a large uptake of uh, the majority of boys play rugby so we can pretty much fill 20 teams every week um, and uh, yeah, I mean the boys thoroughly enjoy it. Huh? 
Yeah, I love that uh, bit of trivia. I'm, I'm a trivia nut, and uh, things like that really get me excited. <laughs> and uh, okay. f- finally, uh, Brad, um, geez, uh, new grounds this time round. I mean, we talk about history and pedigree. I mean, it, it doesn't get much bigger than, than Paul Roos. It's produced the most Springboks in history and, and beautiful grounds as well. I mean, you'll be going from spectacular grounds in Hilton, and you'll be equally at home at, at Paul Roos. Yeah, I mean, Paul Ross and Stellenbosch is, a, is, a, is an amazing, um, you know, it's a beautiful school and it's a beautiful part of part of our country, you know, so it's a fantastic place to go and play and, and, and watch rugby. So we're really looking forward to, to getting down there. Uh, we've got quite a few old boys who are actually studying at Stellenbosch, so I think we'll have quite a bit of support. Um, so, we, yeah, we're really looking forward to, to the week down at, at Paul Ross. Excellent, Brad. We'll travel safe and we'll see you over in the Winelands in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, brilliant, Derek. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for the chat. Thanks very much. Bob Skinstad, former Springbok captain. Bob, actually, here's a great question. Um, Since readmission, only two schools have produced more than one Springbok captain. Do you know who they are? Jeepers, that's a very good question. Um, Since readmission, so Hilton's got two. Yeah. Um, that would be one of the schools. Who else would it be? Um, Gray College are usually quite a good shout. Um, John Smith, Pretoria Boys. Oh, Derek, you've got me stumped. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I would guess either Gray College or Pretoria Boys. No, neither. And uh, Brad McLeod Henderson also reckoned it was Great College, but it wasn't good guess. Uh, I suppose that's uh, always the default. It was Paul Jim. So, oh, wow. Of can, course. Okay, can you, identi- yeah, can yeah, you yeah. identify who they are? Uh, Jimmy's. Um, where was Corne? Corne was a boys hire yeah, boy. So yeah, boys Jimmy's, would be, uh, Jimmy's would be Jean de Villiers. Yeah. Um, and who... And the other one was, uh, I think it was a one-capper as a captain. Um, it's a tough one. Old old gym boys. Oh, I, I love these kind of quizzes, as you know. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm stumped. Um, wait, did, did Corbus Lisa get any, any, um, no. any caps? No, no, okay. never, never captain. Uh, no, then I don't know. Skulk Burger. Oh, Skala, well done. Okay. <laughs> Um, Jeez, what a lovely, what a lovely bunch of names to remember, though. Eh? Yeah, great, no, to, uh, great to know that, that all paid for the for the for the schools, yeah. you know, that we see every day now. I, I, I love it because I mean, obviously, chatting to a Hilton guy, uh, Hilton is is obviously a default. Uh, you, you'd go to that immediately. But I, I think traditionally, when I ask guys, um, they usually get the Paul Jim one first, and and then when you get the the Hilton, that oh my god, yes, and uh, then it dawns on <laughs> the, the entire. Show. And, and, and and the best part is, of course, that both of you were born in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Well, that's right, exactly. Im- immigrants early on, and then Hilton uh, found us and sent us to rugby. And, and here's another one. I, I don't know if you know this one with um, George Gregan and Corne Cricket when they played against each other, Wallabies, Springboks, both captaining their respective countries. They're born in the same hospital in uh, Lusaka. Unbelievable. Both the Zambian born. Yeah, 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 I knew that. In fact, you know, it, it's weird. I mean, obviously, you look back and people have gone to uh, spent a lot of time in the same sort of places, but I played in a vet tournament in Bermuda against um, uh, an international team and and there were a lot of Zimbos playing for the international team um, and I think Garv, Adrian Garvey was our coach and we worked out about 
seven of the guys on the field were born in the same hospital <laughs> in Bulawayo. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, that, that's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah? You know, that, you know. Obviously, the the town below had had two rugby clubs at the time, but only only one um, uh, hospital called the Mater Day. And and of of the people that I've ever asked in, you know, who've said that they're from Bulawayo, I reckon probably eighty five percent of them have been born in the same hospital as me. So amazing. there we were. We all, we had a photo and a, and a beer after the game to celebrate. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> Bob. Uh, talk us through your days at Hilton. Uh, obviously, a, a school steeped in tradition. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you look back at your Hilton days, uh, nothing but smiles. I'm sure. Yeah, I was incredibly privileged. I mean, you know, I, I came from a from a family that. Um, my dad was a, a local doctor for a couple of the schools, um, and w- I, I got to choose which high school um, I went to. And, and Hilton was the first choice for me. You know, there were a lot of guys in my class going there um, from from my junior school, which was Highbury in the in the Hillcrest area. And we went up to Hilton as as full boarders. I'd been a weekly boarder up until that stage, and then we joined the school. You know, in the first term, or so you don't get to go home at all. And and I think you you really bond with. Um, your friends, all my all my schoolmates are, are lifetime friends of mine, um, and and we still have regular catch ups. I think um, we had our twenty five year reunion um, at school this year. Um, you know, I'll be I was at the twentieth, and I'll be at the thirtieth. I wasn't at this one. I had a work um, a gig. I was away in in uh, America uh, over that weekend, but you know, I'll be back this year to watch a game or two. The school actually made a real big impression on me, uh, camaraderie wise. Um, friendship-wise and, and loyalty and integrity and all the things that those schools try and stand for. So really privileged. And I, I can only only say I think back incredibly fondly of my of my time at Hilton. Brad McLeod Henderson gave me an interesting tidbit, which I didn't actually know about, uh, was the fact that Hilton actually were the origins of the Natal rugby side's jerseys. Well, Hilton, Hilton was actually competitive in the, in the club scene at the turn of the century, you know, Hilton was, was founded in uh, the late 1800s, 1872, I think it was. And, um, the, the, the two founders of Hilton were, were rugby playing or had, had, had played rugby, you know, at the schools here in the UK, um, and, and went over and started using rugby as a, uh, you know, something to keep the boys generally fit. And, and I suppose in a, in an all boys environment, you want guys to be tired and, and um, exhausted by the end of the day. So rugby, rugby practice became the order of the day. And um, because they played in their club team, the black and white of Hilton ended up being the black and white of, of Natal, of, of what at that stage was, was Natal and, and you know, has now become the, the Sharks. And, and that province, uh, rugby originated at the school. It's an incredible story. I think Maritzburg College picked it up soon after that and then, a lot of people would say perfected it because they were so good for so long. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but certainly you know, great rivalries with, with Hilton is playing while at school, playing actually in the club fixtures as well. So Hilton, uh, their fixtures have been confirmed for the World Schools Fest on the 27th, which is the Wednesday. They take on USA Schools 15. And then on the final day, they go up against the Italian All-Stars. I think it's fitting that you just came back from the States. And we've seen how much they've grown over the past year or so in sevens rugby. And, and certainly that would definitely catch on in the 15-man code. But it's amazing how the sleeping giant is slowly awakening. And did you find that now when, when you were in America? Oh, very much so, Jake. I, I, look, 
America for me is 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 a, a real hotbed of of opportunity in the, in the rugby space. Um, I spent a bit of time with with um, the major league rugby starting up over there, having a look at, at at where they're going and how they're going about it. I think they've got a tremendous um, leadership. I think they've got a, a an amazing participation um, opportunity for for teams joining up with their, their major league, and and because of that. They're able to lead in the, on the youth rugby and youth participation side. So their, their numbers are just going through the roof. And, and as we know, that always translates into, into bigger numbers than playing at club level and those clubs that are available for the professional franchises and, and more players to pick. I think Gary Gold's done an incredible job with, with the U.S. Eagles national team and that's spurred a lot. And then obviously Mike Friday and the Sevens, I mean, they're currently leading the table in the World Sevens, uh, in the HSBC uh, World Sevens series. Um, and and I think are probably going to be you know, favoured to win it. They're, they're a brilliant team. Um, the Blitzbooks uh, downed them this weekend, uh, but I think they've reached five out of five finals up until that stage. So so some incredibly talented players. They pick on some indivi- individuals from overseas, etc. But then they also build the players around them. Um, they've got some real homegrown uh, talents. Danny Barrett, um, uh, Pinkelman um, is a guy and. Who converted from from um, American football? Um, they've got the, the the speed merchants, as as we know, um, Colin Isles, who's who's incredibly um, quick, and, and Perry Baker. So you know, it's a lovely team to watch, and I, I love my sevens, and I, and I love the spectacle that sevens is. I think it's a great way for US rugby to to latch on and to and to grow. But you know, I'm I'm excited for the, for the Hilton side because they're gonna they're gonna play some of those youngsters who will end up playing for for the USA one day. You know, now the pathway is, is set in stone for them to be able to represent their their country at, at the national game. I'm sure that at schoolboy level they'll be aspiring to be uh, playing international games very soon. Now this tournament, uh, the second time it's taking place, and for the first time in Stellenbosch over at Paul Roos, and of course you were schooled at Hilton, but you went over to complete your studies at Stellenbosch, so it's uh, an area of the, the world that you're very affair with, and, and it doesn't come more beautiful than, than, than that area. And I, I can imagine for guys overseas descending on South Africa to play a week of rugby against some of the best that South Africa has to offer in the Winelands. Jeez, um, uh, you, you couldn't wish for better. Absolutely. Look, it's a, it's a tremendous privilege for these boys to even play in an international tournament like this and then to have it at the home of, of um, you know, the sort of the cradle of South African rugby. Donnie Craven was, was the patriarch of, of at Stellenbosch Rugby Club for so many years and did so much for, for South African rugby and, and uh, Safu originally and then Saru as well. And... Um, I think, uh, you know, when they get there and see the beautiful uh, mountains and, and the vineyards and the environment, they'll realize why so many people, you know, just enjoy being part of that scene. You know, as a, as a proud old Marty, uh, I'm delighted that they're playing there. Paul, Paul Ruiz is a wonderful rugby school, a, a modern-day rugby factory, if you will, because there's so many good players going through there. But I think the international teams will, will really enjoy themselves, and the South African teams will be incredibly proud to be hosting them there as well. Excellent stuff. Bob Skinset, thanks uh, so much. Uh, I'm sh- I know you'll be rooting for your team over at the World Schools Fest. Uh, enjoy the, the rest of the day. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you soon over in the UK. I look forward to it, Derek Topman, and, and good luck to all the boys involved. I hope the tournament is a tremendous success um, and just goes from strength to strength.
Well, Hilton are back for a second year. Team making an appearance for the first time is Sax from Cape Town. Undoubtedly, one of the most famous old boys from Sax is the record-breaking Blitzbach, uh, former captain Carl Brown. Carl, uh, great to have you on the line. Um, yeah, tell us about your time at Sax. Um, long. I <laughs> uh, spent a good 12 years at Sax. I started uh, all the way from grade one. Um, went all the way to matriculate in 2004 and boarded for most high school, which was a difficult decision when I was about 13 years old, but turned out to be the best thing I could have done. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, so some highlights from your schoolboy career in terms of uh, the, the rugby side of things? <laughs> um, I guess two, two pretty decent ones. The, the one was playing against Bishops where we beat them at home 32-31. I remember quite clearly uh, Morgan Newman, who's, we're fairly socially friendly now, but I'll, I'll never let him live it down. He got a yellow card in that game, and I, I keep telling him that was the reason why they lost. Um, and then the the second one was we, we always played those Villagers 7s, and I we played Villagers 7s, and I think UCT 7s, and I got awarded uh, like Sachs, their 7s player in, in matric, and I got a jersey from a, an old boy, uh, Paul Belfort. Right. I ended up playing with uh, and becoming incredibly good friends with them. We're still very good friends to this day. And I've, I've kept his jersey in my in my cupboard and um, always have a laugh about it. That's magnificent. Carl, I, I don't know if you got, I got a chance to, to check out the World Schools Festival in 2018. It was the first of its kind. And now 2019, heading over to Paul Russ. Um, what do you make? A, a collection of the best schools from around the world descending um, on the Winelands? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's pretty awesome. It's an awesome event. Um, I... I I think it's a, the, probably the natural progression for schoolboy rugby. We've, we've we've seen for a long time the way that schoolboy rugby is going and becoming more and more professional every single year. And, you know, it's, it's right up there along the lines of where international rugby is going. I think we're talking about this world league of, of rugby now, nations playing across different time zones. And um, well now I think the, to, to have schoolboys, to give them the opportunity to play against other schoolboys in different countries, and just to just to see, you know, how how they measure up against each other is, is, is very interesting, and it's awesome to see the different styles of rugby that are being played. Um, I suppose just to expose the young guys to the different levels and speeds of the game that, that they have all around the world. Of course, you're a very bu- busy player. You travel a hell of a lot. Uh, any chance we might get to see your face on, on one of the days uh, at the yeah. World Schools Fest? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's right in our backyard. We we train just over the river at uh, SAS. Um, the Stellenbosch Academy of Sports and I think we actually use those Marquardt fields every day I'll be training there tomorrow morning and uh, so definitely have some time over there I've got my little boy who loves uh, who loves a little bit of rugby um, and we'll, we'll spend some time and can see how the guys do Brilliant uh, can't wait to see you there just to give you your dates as far as Saks are concerned they'll be playing on the 26th and the 29th of March so uh, those are two days you're definitely going to want to be there Awesome I'm really looking forward to it and uh, I think the uh, I've been to Saks a couple of times and seen the guys doing some, some serious work in the preseason, so I'm really excited to see how they fare in the World, uh, World Series. Can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much, Carl. Enjoy uh, the rest uh, of uh, the, the week, the rest of the couple of playing days, and uh, yeah, we'll see you over at Paul Roos soon. Okay, thanks very much for the chat, Derek. Cheers, Carl. Bye. Great. 
So we're staying in the Cape and one of the teams making a return to the festival. Uh, they did very well first year out uh, and they're looking to do more of the same uh, come uh, this uh, week coming up is, of course, Boiland Lundbo. And uh, on the line now, I've got Olaf Bach, who uh, is uh, the head coach of the Boiland Lundbo First 15. Uh, Olaf, thanks uh, so much for joining us. Uh, are you excited for the fest? Yeah, thank you, Derek. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, last year was... Uh was a great experience and hopefully this year will be the same. Yeah, of course. And it's just down the road from you guys. We are taking, uh, it is taking place at Paul Roos over in Stellenbosch. Uh, the beautiful Boiland uh, area really coming to the fore. So uh, just a hop, skip and a jump for you guys. But uh, that being said, uh, it, it's still a, an incredible atmosphere, an incredible festival and something that uh, you haven't really experienced before last year. Yeah, I know last year was the first uh, for us, uh, and, uh, and the boys uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, us as coaches also um, really enjoyed it, uh, meeting uh, our friends from New Zealand and, 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 and England and everywhere. It's, it's, it's really it's a great, it's exciting, and it's, uh, it's a privilege to, to be part of, of such a huge occasion. Let's talk uh, through the fixtures that you guys face. Uh, first up, you play on match day two. That's on the 27th of March, so that's on the Wednesday. And you play the second match of the day, a very tough clash, up against Napier Boys High from New Zealand. Yes, I think it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough one. Um, last year, uh, we played them as well uh, on the first day. And, it, I mean, we, we played really well against, against them last year, but I think this year... Uh, they know what to expect from us, and I think they will definitely be better prepared than than, than last year. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough one. And talking about better prepared, I'm sure your next opposition will be exactly the same uh, because you play on match day four, the opening match of the day, up against the USA Schools 15. Uh, we had two American sides come out last year, but, but this is really the best of the best as far as USA have to offer. And as we've seen in Sevens Rugby, um, wow, they, they've improved when it comes to the sport, uh, particularly over the last two or three years. Yes, no, definitely. The USA has definitely improved in all areas uh, of the game. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that one. Uh, it's an unknown factor for us. I mean, we don't really know what to expect from them, uh, but we know that they will they will come hard at us and they will also be well prepared. And Olaf, talk us through your first 15. Uh, any uh, Many players from last year or, or, or mainly new guys? No, we've got a very uh, new team, a uh, young team as well. Uh, we've got about uh, 10 uh, grade 11s in our, in our first team which makes it the young side. Uh, but we, we've got two or three um, guys left from last year uh, who we hope can, can make a big impact for us. And, uh, yeah, just uh, looking ahead, I mean, how has your preparations been for the tournament? No, it's, going, it's gone well. Uh, we, we're currently busy uh, playing in the North-South Festival um, against uh, the, the top schools here in, in Gauteng. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been going really well. Um, we, uh, we, we can't wait for a... For a bit of a break now for, for the boys to go on holiday, but then um, we're going to come back three days before the World School Festival and, and we're going to take it, take it, uh, yeah, we're going to go again. Uh, fantastic. Final question. I know you're in a rush uh, as the guys are, are finishing off preparations uh, for the current tournament, but uh, famous old boys that have represented uh, Boiland Lundbo in the past that have gone on to, to bigger things, I won't say better, because of course, schoolboy rugby <laughs> is one of the best things that you can experience. Uh, yes, now we've got a. Uh, Part of our coaching staff is uh, Dion Carson, the former uh, Springbok prop, and also played a, uh, a couple of games for the for the Sharks and Saracens. And then also uh, Otilo, Lowe, uh, Derek Ogard, uh, two famous names from from uh, South African rugby who was in our school. Uh, so, yeah, so we had a couple of uh, Springboks in the past.
Magnificent. Uh, Olaf, I won't keep you too long. Uh, go back to practice, and we can't wait to see you over uh, at Paul Riss. Thanks, Eric. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Bye. So we have a host of schools returning to the World Schools Festival 2019, but there are going to be a few making their debut at the tournament. As mentioned, uh, we've got four New Zealand schools <coughs> taking part as opposed to two last year, uh, and that means that two will uh, be coming for the very first time, uh, one of them being Southland Boys. Uh, and, uh, yeah, very, very excited to have them on board because they're an extremely strong school. And, uh, yeah, on the line now, we've got Craig Hall from Southland Boys High and uh, based in Invercargill. Craig, geez, uh, you and your boys must be very excited for the trip ahead. Yeah, the whole um, the whole team is really excited to um, be firstly given this opportunity to, to come over and um, play. Um, the, the quality of teams um, of an international standard is just, um, just fantastic. These guys will... Never forget this for the rest of their lives. Yeah, certainly so. Now, now looking at uh, the fixtures that you guys play, uh, it is Southland Boys High School. And uh, first up, it's uh, you guys are playing on match day two against the hosts, Paul Ruiz. So arguably the most eagerly awaited match of the tournament up until that point, given the fact that the hosts are playing. Yes, <laughs> throw us in the deep end at the start. But no, that's all good. Look, hey, um, you know, like I said, it's... Um, it's um it's, it's great to be um playing in a different environment um probably a different style of play that we're we're probably used to um we're um developing our young players to be the best they can and um you know we we see this as, as just the, the the best um type of rugby and development for these boys that they're going to experience and Paul Roos, from what I understand is just an outstanding school that um uh, produces high quality players and they go on to to make the the spring box and um the super teams as such too. So I'm um, no, really looking forward to it. So Paul Ruiz has produced the most amount of Springboks in schoolboy rugby in South Africa. The second biggest Springbok producing school factory in the country is Grey College. You take them on next up on match day four. I mean, it, it really hasn't been made easy for you guys, but I, I suppose that is the best part of the challenge is that you come down to South Africa to test yourselves against the best. Yes, um, and you know, um, regardless of, of the stats of these boys, um, you know, we're we're um, we're there to play rugby, we're there to learn, and um, you know, we're we're um, certainly a, a bunch of um, um, talented individuals down here that they'll give absolutely everything to it, and um, um, it's just a, it's just a great um, um, opportunity for these boys to 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 see where they're going to be at, but uh, we we know it's going to be um, um, a tough road over there, but and playing in different conditions, hard grounds, and things. You know, where we're from down here, we play in a um, probably a wetter conditions, and um, you know that the, the, the air is a bit um, not as thin over here and things. So, um, um, looking forward to to that new environment. And uh, Craig, tell us a bit bit about your school, uh, the, the history of it, uh, and some famous old boys. Yes, so we're over, I don't know the exact year, but we're over 125 years um, old. It's, uh, it's an all-boys school. We've got um, just under, around about a 1,000 boys there. Um, probably the most notable um, All Blacks of recent times, um, obviously Mills Moliina, who um, we've sent a, um, a podcast over for you guys. Um, Corey Flynn, who's um, 
he's been an All Black as well. He's played um, 150 odd games for the Crusaders, and um, we've had Clark Dermody as well, Jamie McIntosh. These guys have um, pulled on the black jumper as well, and 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 they've all been through the 1990s. And um, prior to that, Paul Henderson, who um, managed to captain the um, the All Blacks in the 1995 World Cup, the, the big win they had over Japan. So he was an old boy as well. So so that's um, probably the, the most recent handful. But um, um, it's, it's certainly produced a high number of New Zealand schools players. We've always managed to crank out a couple each year. So um, so um, we, we have a really good history um, from that side of it too. Yeah, you just had to rub it into South Africa and the fact that you managed to be to Japan's side in a World Cup and do so convincingly as well. Yeah. <laughs> Craig? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Um, I, I was over there. At the, I played two seasons myself in Durban and um, I was lucky enough to be in South Africa for that 95 World Cup and, <sighs> and it was an amazing um, time at the over there too. So um, it was great to be part of um, part of the whole atmosphere wasn't actually at the stadium itself, but our local rugby club put on a a um, a, um, a, a good good show. So um, we really enjoyed that. So now, with your experience when it comes to rugby in South Africa, I can imagine that you're a massive sounding board for the players who are coming over for the first summer. I can imagine the majority of the boys, if not all of them, will will be making the trip for the first time. And and New Zealand and South African schools don't play each other regularly because of uh, the, the, the the distance between the two countries. I mean, Paul Ruiz, for instance, they've never played a, a New Zealand side, so they're thoroughly excited. Uh, I mean, what's the excitement levels like uh, amongst the boys coming down to South Africa for the first time? I mean, it is, like New Zealand, a rugby-loving country, and, uh, yeah, I, I can imagine that it, it, they must be on edge just waiting to get on that plane. Yeah, well, there's, there's two parts to it. That, you know, we, we as Kiwis, we really love our rugby. Um, it's our number one sport over here, and um, certainly at our school, it is, it, it's number one. Um, but the other part of it is just um, it's, a, it's a different country, it's a different culture, um, the, the complexities of taking all this sort of thing in and, Digesting the boys and help make them understand what what happens in South Africa and things. So, so that that's just really new. Like there's there's a whole lot of unleashed excitement ready to go um, for that, and um, we're just grateful for the opportunity to be asked actually, because um, um, it's uh, and and hopefully we can actually keep this um, this re- you know repeating um, in the future. And Craig, uh, do you have anything else planned for the tour? Or are you just here for the tournament, or, or will you stick around a, a little bit to to see a bit of the sights and sounds of SA? Yeah, well, look, it, it would be great to stay a little bit longer, and and um, but we we really only have got that um, window of um, we of the tournament um, period. But we're going to manage to get out to Robin Island and and um, and to Cape Town and up Table Mountain and the the usual things that um, people like to go and see over there. So um, there's, there's a couple of um, families over there already meeting us so that they're having a trip round first. But um, obviously we've got the Dubai League to go through on the way as well, and that's a different um, experience again. So um, it's just um, yeah, it's just a, a two-part package, really. Yeah, just uh, quickly, just touch on that Dubai leg. Uh, what's your stop over like? What are you going to be doing before you head over to, to the Republic of South Africa? So it's an extremely long flight over there. We do have a stop over in Sydney, I understand, and um, we have a, um, two or three days before we we play United Emirates, which we don't know really anything about. So, um, 
and and that's um, the, the the attraction there is obviously to play at a World Cup class stadium on the Dubai waterfront that the Sevens have there. So um, and and again the the different cultures that go on that's different to, again to South Africa. So uh, these boys are going to be really sport when they um, start experiencing this year. Lovely. Craig, travel safe. We can't wait to see you at Paul Roos. And uh, yeah, it's so great to to have another New Zealand outfit to make a very, very long trip to come and uh, play this great game that we all love uh, against a country which, by all intents and purposes, are very, very similar when it comes to loving that sport. Yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, we're like-minded people and, um, and, um, and can't wait to, to catch up with all you guys over there and, and, play the game in good spirit and, um, and uh, you know, we're, we're really looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Craig. Chat soon. So you heard Craig mention the comment by Mills Muliaina. Well, this was him sending his support for Southland Boys High School. Well, g'day guys. It's uh, Mills Muliaina here, All Black 1033. Hey, I'm an old boy of Southland Boys High School from the deep South Island of New Zealand, Nimbicargal. Just want to wish you guys all the very best in the tournament there, the uh, the schools festival tournament uh, there in Stellenbosch from the 25th of March through to the 30th. I know uh, that you will make our school very very proud, and I look forward to following your progress. Finally, hashtag bring it on. From a former All Black to a current one, here's Chief Centre Anton Leonard Brown backing his alma mater, Christchurch Boys High School. So brothers, Anton Leonard Brown here. Uh, I just want to wish you guys all the best for the World Schools Rugby Festival coming up. Um, what an awesome opportunity to go out there and test yourself against the world. Um, just enjoy the moment and enjoy each other's company on tour. I'm sure you guys are going to have an awesome time and I can't wait to hear how you guys are going. Do the school proud, do yourselves proud and uh, go out there and give it everything. Out to Pedro, all the best once again. Now, there are plenty more dedications from current and former players to their old schools. You can see them on Facebook at the World Schools Festival page or on Twitter, that's at World School Fest, or on Instagram, World Schools Festival. It all kicks off on the 26th of March when Glenwood faced John McGlashan from New Zealand. Then 19 games later, Paul Roos hosts Napier Boys in the final game on Saturday the 30th of March. Remember, get your tickets at CompuTicket for as little as 40 Rand. See you there. The World Schools Festival at Paul Russ. Bring it on. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game. Brought to you by Radar Media.